Arjun Bakshi. This week, an interesting topic came to mind out of a conversation I was having with someone, and it's about first impressions. We've all heard about this, right? We've all experienced them, of course, being on both sides of the table, so to speak. Someone makes a, a good or bad first impression when meeting you for the first time, or of course, the other way around. You're the one trying to introduce yourself, and it goes either as well as planned, or maybe you felt a little bit disappointed with how it turned out. What are first impressions, first of all? So we'll talk about what first impressions are, why are they important to us, and how can we do better with them? If you want a more in-depth written discussion, you can go to our website, culturespeak.com, and you can see this week's blog article, and uh, that might give you something useful to show on. So let's get into it. What is a first impression? Well, the, the, the obvious and sort of undi- undeniable um, part of a first impression is uh, you're meeting someone for the first time, you're trying to get them to know, uh, know you as you are, and if you think about the word impression, right, like a footprint, like a thumbprint, those are impressions, okay? So you're trying to get them to remember you, right? Think about that for a second. Just like a footprint or a thumbprint, when you meet someone, you're trying to get them to remember you favorably, okay? And sit on that for a second. So we want people to remember us favorably. Why? Well, hopefully when you're introducing yourself to someone, it is in furtherance of some goal. Okay. You want to be friends with that person. You want to make a business contact out of that person. You're looking for a job. You're looking for clients or customers. You get where this is going. And, uh, in general, uh, if people don't remember us, well, we're, we're not going to get any benefit or value out of that interaction. And if they remember us, but it's not positive, well, that's almost worse. Not always worse, but usually. So then it brings us back together. And, and so we get this big takeaway. We are all trying for people to remember us in a good light. And if we take that idea further... We want them to remember us in a good light so that, maybe not right now, but perhaps in the future, down the line, further down the road, they reach out to us and there's an opportunity for mutual benefit. Let's say a business deal, again, a job, uh, or something of that nature. Maybe even it's a personal friendship. So, what are things that go wrong in first impressions. Okay, let's think about it from that angle. Well, first thing is people feel nervous. That's the most understandable thing. Being nervous in a meeting with someone for the first time is very understandable, very common. Uh, How can this nervousness manifest itself? Some people stutter or stammer or say a lot of filler words like uh and um and like, right? And also sometimes people can ramble. So maybe you're not making too many 
mistakes with your words, but what you are doing is you're not getting to the point. You are saying a lot of extra things and people are getting bored, confused, distracted. So the solutions to all of this are self-evident. When you meet someone, you are trying, and if you look at the article, this might help you as well, to really give them a, a personal introduction at the very top. And that can be something that, while you're not necessarily rehearsing, right, because sometimes these things can be unplanned or unexpected, but during the course of our lives, we introduce ourselves all the time. Hey, I'm so-and-so. This is the kind of job I have, or the kind of company I have. Or, or hey, uh, I'm your next-door neighbor. Or, you know, this is what I do. This is my, uh, these are my family members. Uh, nice to meet you. There's like this little blurb or set of bullet points that we um, repeat over many, many interactions over the years. So... It might sound a little silly, but if you think about it, writing them down maybe and rehearsing them a few times, even if you don't have anything on the horizon, just an anticipation of a possible first meeting with someone, sit down and perhaps look at four or five bullet points, not too different from how you might craft the language of your resume or your LinkedIn profile. You look for achievements, action, uh, uh, words being used. So I managed X, I launched Y. You know, you use managed, launched, oversaw, you know, I drove sales, you know, assuming it's a, it's a business conversation or a, a seeking a job. And, uh, and then there's the personal stuff too, right? You're, you're, I grew up here. I have, uh, this is sort of where I, I live here. I've lived in this town for five or six years. Again, that's if there's more of a personal angle to the interaction. But you get the idea that there's there's these ready-to-use bullet points that you can draw on from your memory, even in a, in a serendipitous meeting with someone. And so it doesn't have to be, shall we say, messy. There can be a structure to it. Hi, my name is so-and-so. This is what I do for a living. I work at this company. My job involves this. I manage this many people. This is a cool project we're working on. And in the future, this is something I'd like to do. Boom, you're done. Two minutes flat, maybe even one minute if, uh, if, if, if that's what's necessary. So let's pause for a second. Personal introduction, right? That's a huge piece. But, but here's something that, you know, I'll always mention in these podcasts or really in any format that I might speak with someone. You want to do a lot of listening, probably twice as much listening as you are uh, speaking. So while you might have your, your introduction ready to go, you really want to use that as a springboard to make it into a conversation. So how might that look? Let's say, you know, they were the one to ask you, hey, you, you know, so-and-so, what, um, nice to meet you, and uh, what is it that you do? Let's say they set you up, you gave your personal introduction. Now there's an opportunity for you to say, well, that's that's all about me, and uh, I'd love to learn a little bit about you and what you do, and, uh, you know, please go ahead. 
And uh, since you're the one listening to the podcast, and that means you're trying to improve your communication leadership skills, when they're finished, even if they run longer than you, you listen patiently, you nod your head along, and you ask them some questions, some follow-up questions. Dig deeper, show interest, try and find common ground in what they said versus what you said. And say, hey, you know, it looks like we both do something similar. Um, you might be in this industry. I might be in a different industry. But I can see how there's, you know, you handle projects of this nature. I handle projects of that nature. So, and this is a, a suggestion to you. What advice might you have? You could ask them. What advice might you have to do blah, blah, and blah? And asking someone for advice. And you might see this as being cynical and stoking someone's ego. Or you could say, see it as, you know, being, uh, you know, shall we say more sincere. And, uh, you just uh, genuinely want to give them that due respect. Okay. It gives them a chance to see that you are a listener, a learner, a good conversationalist, therefore a good communicator and want to keep talking with you. And this, this sounds obvious when you say it. Most of us don't think of things this way. The longer a conversation goes, the better a chance you have of that person remembering you. If I talk to someone for three minutes and then it's over, I might remember them, I might not remember them. But if I talk with someone for 15 minutes, even eight or 10 minutes, I will definitely remember them. And then it's a question of what I remember about them. And that brings me to another thought. It's also helpful for us to try and repeat a few ideas as we go along. Not with too much redundancy, but with a certain amount of redundancy. Because uh, ultimately what you're trying your best to do is make sure that uh, the thing that you really care about, let's say you have a company or um, you're talking about uh, a project you're working on, if it's mentioned two or three times in the right context, it, it, that, that repetition will make an impression. So you will make an impression, hopefully in your overall persona, but also one aspect of your work or whatever it is you're trying to connect with the other person about, that'll make an impression as well. So now let's come to sort of a, and an interesting side angle on this, which is, well, supposing this first impression does not go ideally to put a, you know, nice spin on it. How can you fix that? Well, there's a couple of ways to look at it. Number one, you having some amount of self-awareness. Notice in the moment, while you're still in conversation with the person, that things are going off the rails. That's one situation. The other situation is, you know, um, it's the conversation is at an end or has already ended. And then that's when it hits you. You know, you get some kind of signal that it didn't go perfectly. So let's take the first scenario. Scenario number one, you are still in the conversation. They're still in front of you. We're still talking to each other. You can see perhaps they're getting distracted or they, they get a, a frown on their face and, you know, not reacting too well to something you said. Who knows what it is? You can always pause and say, 
actually, let me, let me rephrase that or let me take a step back or do you mind if I start over? I, I feel like I may have uh, miscommunicated something. You know, asking someone to, you know, give you a do over, um, you can even make it, uh, make it uh, light and uh, humorous and say, Oh, that was such a jumble of words. Let me try and rephrase it. You know, little things like that might even bring a smile on their face and diffuse the stress or the seriousness of the situation. And it shows that you don't take yourself too seriously. Many a time I'll say, you know, let me try and explain that in, in more simple terms. Um, you know, so I really explain myself well in take another shot at it. And the chances are that now that your brain has had some time to think while you were, you know, sort of going through the first uh, iteration or first take, maybe the second take will go a little better. And uh, have some confidence and faith in yourself that you can improve on what you said. Try and use this time around fewer words and less time. Go slower, kind of like what I'm doing right now. And that will make a better, more calm, more precise impression on the person. And that might be another, another takeaway from today is good impressions are precise sometimes. And people remember specific things we say sometimes uh, if we go slower and if we're more careful with the number of words we use. Let's go with the other scenario. So supposing, you know, uh, they said, oh, I'm so sorry, I got to, I have to move on, but it was nice to meet you. Maybe they say it's nice to meet you, but you get the feeling from their facial expression or something in their tone that, you know, it was not a hit. Hopefully you have the presence of mind to exchange contact information. And if you don't, well, look them up on LinkedIn or, or, or some social media and try and reach out that way. And you get a second shot and you can thank them for their time and say hello and say, I know it was a bit rushed when we were speaking in person. Uh, hope I can, you know, pick your brain about a few thoughts, uh, for about 10 minutes when it would be convenient for you. And it's not the best, right? It's not ideal. It's hard to recreate the, the, the first scenario when you're meeting for the first time. But it's, it's, a, it's a shot. The, the picture, uh, uh, that I want you to think of is like, it's like you're doing some house project, right? Could be painting, could be putting a, um, decorations up or something. There's going to be little scuff marks, right? Maybe you don't get the shade of paint exactly right, or it's not perfectly even or not perfectly smooth. There's usually, if you catch it early enough, and if it's not so egregious a mistake, it can be fixed and painted over. There might be little, shall we say, not quite blemish, but evidence that, that it was repaired but it'll get the job done. And, and maybe that's the one other big takeaway is look, you're not going to get the perfect impression across to everybody every single time. And maybe if the repair job that you try is even somewhat successful, it will at least get you what you need. It will, you know, get you to the next conversation and it might even just get you, uh, you know, the interaction or the job or the, uh, or, or the basic level of friendship that you might be looking for. And maybe you'll get time later on to embellish upon that and 
the newer impressions, the number of impressions you make over the time, will slowly fade away the negative first impression or two. That's what one can hope for. So really, then the other piece is like all communication. Um, it's, it's, it's a team effort. So the other person does have to want to, you know, continue the interaction with you and want to keep talking with us. Um, and hopefully, at least, even if we're a little clumsy in the first go around, they get some element of us that they like, that they see there's a spark in there. Hey, you know, I, I, I like something about this person. And they won't be able to articulate it. They'll say it's just a gut feeling, but they'll, they'll want to, they'll want to talk to you more, hopefully. And so, you know, that's why in all communication these days, they talk about authenticity. So if there's something real and natural, um, and very sincere about you, no matter if there's some communication errors, that will carry you through more than you know. And so the big takeaway is, well, you know, first impressions are important. They can be fixed a little bit. It's okay to make mistakes. Ultimately, give the best sense of yourself, however clumsy the words might be, but if the best sense of yourself somehow comes through, the real you comes through, being fake and perfect with your words, I would never do that. Being sincere and imperfect with your words will still get you something out of what you need. And that's the best we can hope for. Well, folks, that seems to be a pretty complete discussion for the day. Hope you enjoy that. Like I said, if you want a more thorough step-by-step version of this, feel free to go to our website, culturespeak.com, and click on blog, and you'll see the latest article. And of course, uh, feel free to drop us a line, say hello, tell your friends about us, and leave us a rating on whichever platform you might be on. We always appreciate that. Have a great rest of your day, and hope to see you next week.